0: And today I am joined by a gentleman from India by the name of Kishav Tibraval. And Keshav, um, well, listeners, we, do, we don't really know where this one's going to go. I mean, I'm fascinated by Indian culture. It's really captivated me. Uh, the music, the colour, the cuisine, uh, everything that, I don't know, is mystical about India. So... You know, culture is such a big part of our life, irrespective, uh, you know, of, of where we are in the world. And so I want to help with with Tibur, um, with uh, Keshav's help. I want to dig down and, and, you know, so he can help me to understand more about India. Um, you know, and whether India's got a, uh, a particular attraction for us or not is kind of not the issue. I think the whole purpose of this particular episode is about stretching our minds to the, the reality that just because we don't understand something or are not aware of it, just as I'm not aware of Indian culture, doesn't mean it exists. It doesn't exist, because clearly it does. So anyway, I'm starting to ramble a little bit there, listeners. So, Keisha, without further ado, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you, sir. And so a bit of a mouthful there by an introduction, but Indian culture, music, colour, cuisine, family, I don't know, where do we start? with it? Any thoughts around, you know, speak to us about how you feel as an Indian person, you know, tell us a bit about your country and, and, and how you find it, what it's about and how you, you feel it might fit into an outsider, a, a stranger like me, if you will.
1: So according to me, in this whole world, India is totally a different world out of the whole world because many thousands of languages are being spoken here and many types of people live here. There are many types of food, there are different regions regarding to the, regarding to the coast and there are many beautiful sea beaches and mountains where people live and uh, where they can uh, share their uh, uh, feelings for uh, what they have done there and uh, many more things like uh, there are many famous places like uh, in uh, like i live in odisha and uh, odisha katak and uh, odisha is famous for its sea beaches and uh, the puri Jagannath temple uh, it's very popular for even foreigners visit here uh, to uh, worship it and uh uh, foods like uh, according to different uh, uh, religion there are different types of uh, kinds of food like uh, in odisha we mostly eat rice and in uh, south they mostly eat uh, idli vada and other things in the north they mostly eat uh, rice and uh, uh, roti and uh, sabzi like that and uh, maharashtra is famous for its celebrity area so uh, they are, although it's very expensive but it's uh, though there are many celebrities there So uh, it's like that.
0: Mm. So one of the things I've heard, uh, Keisha, from my many conversations now around my fascination of India, I don't know what it is. It's captivated me. Listeners, I don't know if you can relate to that. Have you ever, you know, something really ever captivated you to a degree and you can't put your finger on it. You don't know why, but somehow it's got inside you. It's got inside your head. It's got inside your heart. You think, wow, what's going off here? What is going off here? I think the, the, probably the most uh, common example of that is love. You know, wh- why am I thinking and feeling the way I am? And that's kind of where I'm at with India. Um, I'm in love with a country that I've never actually even been to, which, which is bizarre. And that's why I'm fascinated to have conversations like this with people like Keisha. you know, as an Indian person that can give me those insights, could, you know, because I will be visiting India very shortly. But as I say, at the risk of repeating, it's about that sharing, that stretching our minds, whether it's me and my passion for India or whatever your passion may be, knowing that there's so much out there that we're not really aware of yet. And I think that's the key point here. So in terms of one of the things I've heard, one of the many things Keisha, I've heard is the very different sides, the polarized sides of India from the, you know, the the richness to the poorness, you know, there's some very, very poor India, uh, parts of India, very poor. Um, and there's some very well known, uh, sorry, very kind of uh, affluent, well to do areas. Uh, and And there's kind of nothing in between. And it's that nothing in between, it's either kind of one extreme or the other, is how it's been painted to me. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, sir, sir, definitely. After the British rule, India was very,
1: very poor because all the Britishers uh, took away everything from us. Um, uh, our country was known as the golden bird. But after the uh, Britishers came, they conquered, they looted everything. They uh, also looted the Kohino diamond, which is the most costly diamond in the world. And uh, it was from our country. So after, uh, yeah, it has a bitter, uh, very much a poor past. But uh, uh, now it's like competing the rest of the world. Like uh, the third richest person, I think, in the world is uh, Mukesh Ambani, which is uh, from uh, India. Uh, so, yeah, it's developing. It's uh, contributing itself to, uh, towards the world it's uh, uh, launching many rockets like uh, it's contributing uh, its contribution is also towards science and many more things it's developing like that
0: mm, okay but in terms of the you know the uh, the diversity of india um there's there's a lot of poor areas in india isn't there
1: ah uh, yes uh, very rural areas are there where people are not so educated um, they are not so well being they, uh, are like, uh, they live in slums and, uh, they, uh, don't know how to talk or, uh, they have their own language to talk and, uh, their behavior is also totally different, but, uh, uh, most, uh, uh earlier it was more, I think. And now it has become less, uh, because many people are being educated. They, uh, they shift towards the city and they start studying and become educated and have their jobs like that.
0: Mm. Okay. So tell us about the colours because one of the things uh, Kishav that that strikes me around you know Indian dress for example is the very bright, vibrant, beautiful colours. You know, is is that something that is just shown in glossy magazines, or is that a true reflection of Indian culture where you know people do wear these? Uh, bright yellows and bright oranges and greens, you know, these beautiful, striking colours. Is that a true reflection of India?
1: So definitely it's a true reflection because India is known for its uh, different kinds of dresses, different kinds of outfits, different kinds of uh, traditional outfits. Like uh, uh, it depends upon the occasion we celebrate. Uh, Like uh, uh, when we uh, see or watch a cricket match, we wear uh, their jersey. If uh, there is an occasion of dashera, then uh, in uh, Gujarat side, it's uh, like uh, Chania Choli, which is very famous and worn mostly by ladies, only by ladies. And uh, uh, like in Diwali, we wear kurta pyjamas, which is also very uh, handsome looking. And uh, it also reflects our personality as well, because our dress is what we see uh, to others.
0: Mm, I like it. I like it. You mentioned the C word there. Uh, Keshav, I was wondering if we could stay away from that C word called cricket. (laughs) I I was trying to stay away from cricket because I think it's fair to say that India um, are fairly strong in world cricket, aren't they? As England can testify to. So any thoughts around, um, you know, India's uh, strength in world cricket? uh as india's
1: uh as india is the most populated country second most populated country so there are many youngsters which come up through uh their performances like uh so uh it's like that uh, the team consists of many players many youngsters many experienced players so it's like contributing to the world as the strongest
0: mm, yeah yeah so um so tell us about indian weddings and kishaf so um you know there again i've heard but you know when we get married in the uk i mean you know you go to a church or a registry office and it can be over in it can be over in an hour if you go to a registry office probably 30 minutes and then obviously if you want to then have a reception and a party that's another thing but the actual ceremony can last anything from thirty minutes onwards. That's not the case in India, is it? With a wedding?
1: No, sir. Definitely not.
0: No. So, tell us about a typical, a typical Indian wedding, then, Kishav. So, like uh, in uh, Hindu religion, the wedding lasts for uh,
1: nearly uh, four to five days. It's uh, it's like a stepwise process. Uh, process. Uh, like uh, in the first, we have some haldi ceremony and uh, in which the uh, bride and uh, bride gets uh, the haldi throughout his body we uh, apply haldi throughout his body and uh, then there comes sangeet uh, which is known as the dance performance where uh, the guests who are invited uh, give their performance through dance dedicated to the uh, marriage and, uh, and and on the last day or the second last day it's like marriage where uh, there is a uh, a bunch of flowers which is uh which is worn uh by the bride to the bridegroom
0: and vice versa wow and i should imagine that's really colorful and vibrant and you know when we spoke earlier on about you know these uh these bright colors i should imagine at a wedding you're really gonna see the full range of of beautiful colors
1: yes there's a full range of beautiful colors there are many decorations there on different days, there are different types of decorations. So for like for on the day of marriage, it's the most beautiful decoration. But uh, on the previous day also, the decoration is good as well.
0: Mm. Wow. So on that note, um, Gisha, let's talk about music. Well, I mean, what what's, you know, what's the reflection of music in, in India? Is it very traditional, just focused on, on the Indian style of things? Or, you know, do they embrace the... Uh, the pop culture of the West, for example. You know, give us a flavour of Indian
1: music. Sir, uh, sir, in India, music depends upon the people. So, like, uh, it's... uh, uh, Some people like like romantic who are uh, constant or uh, meditative. Uh, Some people who live in the West who like dance mostly, they like pop-up songs, like uh, many different kinds of disco dance and different types of songs like that. And uh, in... uh, some people like a very sweet song or is it only music, some like, uh, some like, uh, music, which are of money, uh, motivate, which are very motivative, uh, which motivates them to, uh, achieve their goals or something. So we also use different music to achieve our goals. Like, uh, if we feel demotivated, then we listen to a music, uh, with, with his lyrics and, uh, feel motivated to direct ourselves towards our goal. So it's like that. Depends upon the people.
0: Mm. Depends upon the people, listeners. So let, let's focus that in on on what uh, let's let's use uh, mirror Keisha's own words back to himself. It depends upon the people. So from your own point of view, then Keisha, you used a very interesting word there, romantic. So I know that uh, from a you know a conversation that we've had off here that you actually you, you love to write and sing songs, don't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, how about then if you're happy to share with us uh, a romantic song? You know, because we was talking about weddings there, talking about vibrancy. Let's talk about emotion. You know, let's. So maybe you can give us an example of of a romantic Indian song, then, kishab if, if that's something that uh, appeals to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: So, can I go with a Hindi song or an English song, like? Uh
0: whatever you want kishab you have got you're the guy with the mic you take it where you want to
1: take it no okay, definitely so, fine sir so uh, i am going with a hindi song which is uh, romantic uh, like uh, it goes like this tu aati hai जब जब सासे भरता हूँ, तेरे दिल की गलियों से, मैं हर रोज गुजरता हूँ, हवा के जैसे चलती है तू जैसे उड़ता Tujhe karega, main karta so, like that.
0: very nice keisha very nice round of applause audience round of applause please very nice thank you so thank you, sir. in terms of an english version i mean what kind of music then you know I, I was almost going to say i was going to ask a general question you know do indian people prefer but let, let's keep a focus on you so if you was to sing sort of an, an english equivalent or you know a western equivalent uh keisha what what would that give, give us a couple of titles of songs that resonate with you uh english songs
1: sir uh i also i am also a diehard fan of english songs and i listen to them very frequently and uh, some English songs like uh, Perfect of Ed Sheeran and uh, Closure and uh, like uh, Believer. And uh, it's uh, like uh, we don't talk anymore like these, like uh, they are mostly romantic and uh, a pop-up mix.
0: Mm. Wow. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. Young people in India what what kind of opportunities exist for young people in India? So
1: there are opportunities, but uh, mainly it uh, burdens the politics, Because uh, many uh, like feminism and many politicians who are of great who are at a great stage. They usually promote their uh, own uh, their own blood or their own child in doing something better, and the one who deserves it doesn't gets it. Uh, be, I, only because it's not in his uh, it's not in his bowl so it's like that there are opportunities we can achieve something if we want to uh, but in some cases the politics uh, matters a lot
0: mm. okay and what's the respect like you know what's the kind of dynamic have between the younger and the the older generations in india is it very much respectful um you know, the young people are brought up to respect their elders, you know, and, and if that is part of the culture, is that natural respect there? Because I think it's one thing trying to enforce something, even as part of a culture, but if it's not naturally there, you know, I, I'm aware. I'm aware that the world is changing, and particularly young people now, they're not so you know, they've got more of a single mind than, than they used to have. Certainly when I was, you know, growing up as, uh, as a kid, you know, we had to do as we were told. I mean, I never did as I was told anyway. Um, but I was the kind of, you know, most, most kids did. You know, you was expected to respect your elders. Um, but, you know, but I think things are different now. Young people are far more aware, far more aware than I was when I was, youngster what's it like what's the part of the culture kishab for india where you know is there that kind of expectation that as a youngster you will respect your elders or uh, how does how does that sit now in india
1: so in india we are from the very much our childhood we are taught to respect our elders elders like uh, whenever we see them in a street or somewhere else we uh breed uh, something like namaste and uh, Many more, uh, like uh, touching their feet uh, to get their blessings, and uh, yeah, sir. So uh, in almost every house, uh, the respect is more for elders uh, from the youngsters, and uh, it is taught from the very much childhood till the date we teach our child about this.
0: Mm. And that's naturally there from the child, is it? Rather than yes, it's yeah. Okay. And what's the interesting point you raised earlier on, Kishab, around, you know, um, when the British pulled out of, you know, India, um, has that left a taste? You know, so like for me as a Brit coming over to India, how will I be treated then? Um, You know, is there still the kind of elders that uh, may have had sort of parents and grandparents that remember those days and they kind of still hold it against Brits, or is that all gone now? You know, how will I be treated as, as a Brit coming to India?
1: So, uh, in our country, the guests are treated as God, and if you come to visit India, I'm definitely sure that the, uh, the people will treat you like uh, their God, and they will re- they will take care of you, they will respect you, they will, uh, they will uh, make you eat a lot. That's our tradition, and... Uh, so sir, yes, sir, they will definitely make you feel fine.
0: Hmm. So maybe when I come to India, then Keisha, one of the things that you and I can do when we meet up is sing a song together. How does that grab you?
1: Sir, definitely, I'll be glad to sing a song with you.
0: Yeah. So any particular? Because I love, um, I love ballads. Um, any particular song in mind, Keisha, that would um. Would would create a good duet between us, so maybe I can get some practice in.
1: So <laughs> uh, I think you might not be understanding the Hindi song. So in English, have you heard about a perfect?
0: Perfect.
1: Yes, sir, of Ed Sheeran.
0: Uh, right, I'll make a note of it. Ed Sheeran. Obviously, I'm aware of Ed Sheeran. Right. Um, yes. So Ed Sheeran, perfect. Right, I'll research that, Keisha. Any others? Sorry. Sorry, sir. Any other, any other sort of, um, any other thoughts around, um, you know, uh, a, a song to sing between us? Other than that one, I will research that one.
1: Yes, sir. If we both know the lyrics of the song, then we can get together.
0: Okay, great. Leave that one with me then. So I suppose as we start to come towards uh, a close now. Kishab, I'd like to ask you really um, the big thing, the big thing for all of us, no matter where we are in the world. And as I've said, listeners, you know, part of this podcast conversation really was to, to raise our awareness. I've certainly had my awareness raised. You know, I love to ask these questions. I'm curious about things I don't know about. You know, I'm repeating, but India has really captivated me for some reason. Uh, and it's a beautiful feeling. So my awareness has been raised all the time. But if if you was to say, leave something to the world, Kishav, to raise their awareness, not just about India, but life in general. So if you had a big message for the world, what would that be?
1: Sir, uh, according to me, the biggest message uh, to the world is, uh, not to overthink much about things and uh, just go on uh, on the way you are going. And uh, by the way you are going, never give up on the things you do, you want to achieve. If you have have come halfway, then uh, why to give up? Remember the day we started for what we did. So it's uh, it's like a message from my side to the,
0: to the world. Never give up. Yeah. Okay. I'll make a note of that. It's not a bad message, listeners, is it that never give up, you know. So hopefully you agree that you know we've been on a little bit of a, a journey here. kishav sang us a beautiful song. We really did enjoy your... I think you've got a beautiful voice. Um, really did enjoy that. But that message right at the end: never give up, never give up. I just before we before we close off, I just want to ask you. Um, if, you know, if listeners want to contact you or connect with you in any way, shape or form, how do they do that? You know, have you got social media or how, how will people connect with you?
1: So I have my social media account the Instagram, so they can connect me on that if, uh, I, if I share my profile.
0: Yeah. So what is your profile on that?
1: Sir, uh, my profile is Keshav uh, with uh, four B's uh underscore
0: zero nine right so that's Kishav. say that again for us Kishav, please
1: sir uh, it's uh, a with uh, and a b and there are four v's in that uh then uh, there's an underscore then
0: zero nine zero nine okay well as ever, listeners they'll be in the uh, in the show notes so um yeah, I just want to thank you, Keisha, for, for taking me on and taking us, the listeners, on this wonderful voyage of discovery, raising our awareness. But I think more importantly, where we landed right at the end was those three immortal words, listeners never give up. And on that note, all I want to do now is close out by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?